Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Comic Con Radio. Coverage of pop culture events from around the globe. Amazing interviews with celebrities. Daily recaps and reviews of popular television. Movie reviews. Everything fandom from around the globe. Comic Con Radio. Get ready to enter our universe. Let's go. This is Film Center. Your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Center, your number one place for entertainment news. My name is Derek Johnson II. I'm Nicholas Killian. And Nicholas, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the SAG after strike. The SAG strike, which is, so as of this recording, it is the 17th of July, and SAG has recently decided to, well, actually they decided it last month, but now officially they are on strike with yeah. the WGA. I honestly believe that if the DGA would have not settled their stuff with the producers and would have gone on strike with the writers and SAG, this strike would be over already. As a director, why do you think they didn't do that? Because they get what they wanted? It's that easy? Yep. Why do you think that the studios decided to say, okay, the directors are the people that we want to give what they want? Instead of not give the writers what they want and not give the actors what they want. Some form of ego, I suppose. A lot of the studio executives' kids, they want to be directors, so they just give them a free pass. Like, oh, yeah, direct this movie. And really? So, yeah, dude, totally. I have, I'm not going to name these studios, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have been on sets in which high up executive, that's like the president or CEO of certain studios. I've been on their sets as key grips working on their films. And they're just there just because they want to be there. Most people would fight to the nail to get this job and they just kind of like have it. Right, because of who, who the parents are. I've only done it three times. And after the third time, I was like, this is enough. And I actually now, before I go on set, I'm like, who is this person who's directing? Because usually they're so terrible at it. I don't mean like, not only artistically, because this is this kind of like a form of opinion, right? These people drink and are very intoxicated while they're directing. Really? Yes. Very intoxicated. I've been on, like, not only alcohol, on other substances that will be unnamed. And it's kind of weird. So how does the movie keep going forward? Well. they're so intoxicated. Well, that's a phenomenal question, Nicholas. So basically, I'll give you a specific example. I was with, (laughs) I'm wondering how specific I can get with this. I was with a studio that is known for not making great movies. Okay. That's as close as I can get. But that's the point, is to not make a good movie. What do you mean it's not the point to make a good movie? Nicholas, I'm trying here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) So, basically, there are some studios out there where, well, studios being plural, right? They who try to make movies that are bad because it makes the movies that are actually coming out, it's like an advertisement for them. I also heard that studios make movies so that Hollywood keeps talking about them. Yeah, basically. So, 
in this example, just I'll, just to just I'll to say be it on... was a it was a water based film, and because it dealt water with water, based. yeah, it dealt with water. This, I, this is as close as I can get. That's it. I, I can't get any further. Because <laughs> if I give any more details, I feel like people are gonna know exactly. What I mean, I feel like about. I already know what you're talking about. You do. I, mean, I came home and I've told you these some of these stories before. <laughs> Remember? Because I was like, oh, yeah, they just dumped the water on the chick and she didn't even know she was going to get wet. Remember I told yeah. you that? Yeah. Yeah. She was all dolled up with makeup and stuff like that. And this director was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to dump water on her. I was like, oh, she didn't bring a change of clothes. Like, are you going to tell her? He's like, nah, nah, nah. It's going to be great. I'm like, what? Are you serious? He's like, yeah, I just need you to set it up and don't tell her. If you tell her, you're fired. And like, Really? I don't want to be fired, man. I have bills to pay, so. <laughs> she was not happy. Regardless of which, getting back to the point. Right. What will happen is that these directors, quote unquote directors, somebody's kid, they will go and hang out with the actors and talk with them or do whatever. Well, we're actually out here doing everything. The DP is the one making the shots and calling the shots. And it's like, the DP is basically the director in this situation is working with the key grips and stuff like that to actually get it done. And then the director hobbles out of wherever he's coming from. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess this looks fine. Action. And cut. And then they just leave again. They have no care. Because you would think it would be the actors that of these high producers and presidents. I'm sure a plethora of them do want to be actors and actresses too. But in my experience, it's directors. Only, I usually want to be directors. I think at one point in time, it was it, the actors. It used to be like that, where they used to want to be actors and actresses, and now everyone wants to direct. Why the shift? Because it seems like it's the most powerful position. You gotta think about it like this. Like that's simple, huh? I mean, if my dad's the president, I want the best position, and if the best position isn't acting, then it, I want to be the director. But the acting because, like, gives you the most exposure. If you're narcissistic or yeah, if you're ego-driven. Like in, in today's world, there are so many influencers that are just as famous as actors. So it's it, like the prestige of it has, has dropped significantly. True. I think that's part of the reason why the producers were probably a lot more lenient with the Directors Guild. That is my theory. That is not confirmed. Let's not pretend like a billion and a half people don't get grandfathered in. Me and Nicholas... We're unfortunately not one of the grandfathers. Yeah, we weren't kids. lucky enough. We're just a bunch of country bumpkins. That happen to have talent. Right. Right, and accidentally bump into somebody. Anyway, so the strike does involve two major unions, right? SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. And as of today, July 17th, 2023, about 160,000 actors, voiceover artists, singers, and other performers, and the WGA, which represents about 11,500 screenwriters, TV writers, and video game writers. Which is a significant help. 11,000 is a way different number than 160,000. It's a significant help. It's about it's, pay, it's, it's about AI, it's, it's about technology, visuals, streaming royalties, healthcare, diversity, inclusion, workplace and safety. Since our last WGA episode, there has been a lot of inappropriate talk coming from the producers where they're like, we're yes. going to starve you out and we don't care about you guys. You would just think a stereotypical cartoon villain would say. Comic book villain. Right. We're just going to wait till they're starving when they come crawling back to us. Then we're going to give them a worse deal because they have to take something. Right. That, Which is so, an insane thing to say to strikers, especially in Hollywood. It was reported by Deadline on July 12th 
that the article claimed that the producers union was waiting for the WGA to fail. They wanted to run out of money. They wanted to bleed their war chest dry. Obviously, the quote was considered vile and cruel. They were like, yeah, we're going to starve them out till they are out of their apartments and they're homeless. And Ron Perlman comes on social media. The man, the myth, the legend. Hellboy is like, so you know, there's multiple ways for you to lose your house. Now, the producer remained unknown and unnamed I for obvious reasons. Right. They were at dinner or lunch or something like that. His friend is in Dateline for all the politics stuff, right? They're just hanging out, chilling. He tells them what the producers are really thinking and what they're really planning, and then he runs the story. And I'm sure his producer friend is like, dude, why did you do that? What are you doing, man? <laughs> you... I told you that, like, as a friend. I get to... confidence, but, like... When you say something so vile like that, a real friend is going to be like, I can't, dude. I'm obviously, like, you, questioning people, our friendship. That's really evil. People have friends. They have families. They yeah. have kids. Yeah, and you're just like, you don't care. I cannot believe that after all this is over, the writers and the actors are going to go back to working with those same producers. Yeah, like nothing ever happened. It's been more than 60 years since... The actors and writers joined forces on the picket lines. I just wish it was a King Ghidorah situation with the DGA. That's all I wish. But like really with SAG and writers, it might just be enough. Do you know the crazy part about the last time that the writers and the actors got together? You know who was the Screen Actors Guild president then? Who? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? That's Ronald right. Oh my gosh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was the Screen Actors Guild's president at the time. The only president, the only actor president. I, well, no, that's not true. Trump has actually acted in stuff before. So I guess technically we've had two actor presidents. He's not, he wasn't really classified really call, as an actor. He was prior like a reality to, star yeah. turn president. I mean,. Does Trump have a sad card? Reality TV, that's still acting. You still would you still would get a card from that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Dude, is is Trump sag? Trump is sag, man. Yo. I, I I've never thought about that before. I'm kind of rethinking how Wow. How and, much yeah, Trump, Trump would have to be sag. Right. He would have to be. And not only that, he was also in he's also been in movies. He was in Home Alone too. Right. That's the only way they would let him film. Home Alone 2. Yeah. As if he was in the film. Right, as he was in the movie. And he's been in other movies. Yeah. So Trump's sag. Trump has to be sag. Is Trump's... I wonder if he's still active. I have no idea. I mean, he was president, so probably not. Interestingly, there's a lot of people online defending studios. And I'll just say this right now. You're not going to get hired for defending a studio. They have right. billions and billions of dollars. You're not going to get any brownie points. No one's going to give you anything for defending rich people. I don't know what it is, this mentality that's going on right now. A lot of them are like, actors get paid average twenty seven seventy five an hour. Yeah, but that's like for that week or for that month. That's not a full-time job where you're working 40 hours a week. It's not a consistent basis. This is a medium, meaning that there's a bunch of actors that you don't see who get paid way less and those actors up there that are earning like a hundred million dollars they're throwing off the balance 
significantly. And you see those posters and it's like, you could earn up to $20 an hour doing this job. But what they don't tell you is you only work like 10 hours a week. And right. if you were to spread it out to a full-time job, you'd be making like $10 an hour. Right. Exactly. If you did it. I mean, it's not designed to be that way. But Yeah, I actually usually only get somewhere around 50% of the checks anyway after they're agents and their managers and the lawyers have taken everything there are some actors out there who get paid a lot i gotta act like there's not the rock being one of them last year making 270 million dollars he claims that most of it actually came from his business ventures outside of acting right but if they're legally a subsidiary of his his production company that rents him out as an actor right right then technically i guess they would be one and the same. I mean, you're splitting hairs. Right. He doesn't need an agent, really. That's how big The Rock is. Right. right. But most actors do. Most actors need help finding work. Most actors are straight-up background actors. Like, yeah. Statistically. Like, that's how that works. When Fran Drescher went before the studios, background actors, one of the conditions that the studios wanted to pay you one time, body scan you, and then use your likeness and image and voice indefinitely throughout the universe and all through the dimensions. Get paid once for that. And get them. paid one time. And then it's essentially you doing an unlimited amount of roles past your death, right? And you only get paid once. Right. That's, that's like they were saying. It's all these elderly people who think that AI is just magic. And then they just keep throwing money at the problem, thinking that'll fix it. Let's say the actors agree to that, right? Which you, they wouldn't. Which they wouldn't. But in this example, let's say they did. Now, all that work falls upon the editors and the visual effects artists. Just because you body scan them doesn't mean they just move by themselves. Right. Right. Or it doesn't make the movements look realistic. Now, all background actors are going to be CGI. That's going to be terrible. You think they're going to spend any money to make those CGI background characters look good? No. 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 And then they wonder why people aren't going to the movies. You could stream it for $19 a month, or you could go spend, if you're taking a family, you have the husband, the wife, and the two kids. That's like 100 bucks right there for to see one movie. Right. And then knowing for a fact that that movie out there, if it's not Marvel, it's just going to look like not good, basically. It's just it's just Because they don't average. care. Right. The fact that... These actors, they have to make $26,000 a year to get health care, man. Yeah, so let's say that you're a full-time actor and you don't get hired every month. You're not going to make this almost $30,000 a year to to qualify for health insurance. So you're still going to get paid. You're getting paid like twenty k a year and you don't qualify for health insurance. So something happens that's too bad. You should not join SAG until you're ready to join SAG. Do non-union until they'll kind of force you to be in the union. Yeah, I remember when I directed a short of mine recently that was SAG. But, and it was like, okay, well, if you're non-union, this is about to be a SAG project. You get to do so many union projects before you're SAG. 
Right. right. You also have to get vouchers, right? You have to get SAG eligible vouchers. Right. And, and a lot of vouchers, this is yeah. a lot of this is like a catch twenty two. How can I get SAG vouchers if I can't get on SAG productions? Yeah. So what you usually end up doing, which is what I did, which is you have to know somebody and you have to go do some extra work on a SAG production. Usually it's like a Disney show. Disney, and they'll or give some, you something that has a, a lot of background actors, like a, like any zombie show. Right, they'll give you the SAG voucher, and you have to get three of those, and then you can go to because I went to the office to be like, hey, am I eligible just to make sure? And they're like, yeah, it'll be three grand. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not trying to pay for it right now. <laughs> I even have a teacher of mine who is one of the best makeup artists in the game. His name is. Robert Maverick, this man has been doing this over 33 years, and he is struggling to get health care. It's wild, the details. To keep health care, because there's a certain amount of hours that you have to have as well right? to keep this health care. It's almost as if it's like that time of which, like, oh, making movies is fun, and you like it, and there's money. That's kind of behind. Right. That's kind of over with. It's kind of like how flying used to be a whole event, right? Yeah, it used to have dinner. It used to be glamorous right. and drinking and champagne and wearing suits and cocktail dresses. Now you see everybody at the airport in sweats with headphones. Don't talk to me. Don't. Right. Now it's like, it's like taking an Airbus. Right. Basically. But, and I mean, obviously they want more representation for more people. We just saw the the new Transformers movie. Yes. The leads are Hispanic and African-American. The strike has happened. Now no promotions are available, right? right? Actors can't do any promotions, can't do anything. Who are they going to go to next for their promotions? What Disney did is they, they hired mascots. Yeah. Or like characters yeah. to promote their productions. And then what other studios are doing is they're going to like TikTok creators. Yeah. To have their productions be marketed. I remember I was watching a video of Elemental, Disney's El- Elemental. I have not seen Disney's Elemental. Their marketing team made a fake video where they faked an audience's reaction to a character. It's like this little wood character. Seems like Clyde or something like that. Okay. Do you know who Clyde is? No. No. Most he's not even in like the trailers. I don't think. Because I've seen a trailer for Elemental. You see, she's a fire person. He's a water guy. They kiss. It's steam. You get it, right? No, there's like no mention of this Clyde person, and yet in this fake video they make, this Clyde comes on screen. He's like a little wood guy. And they go, oh my gosh, it's Clyde, yeah! You can start hearing the, and the screams that they use to fake the screams, they're pre-recorded. Right. So they are just like, oh, we're just going to use social media like it's magic. Once again, these elderly people think social media and AI is just basically just magic. It's kind of like the laughs, right? So there was a bunch of laughs that were recorded in the 40s and the 50s. For laugh track. For laugh tracks. And they're used to this day. So they're using laugh tracks of people who have been dead for over 50 years. Yeah. And you know what's crazy, though? They're probably getting residuals. They they probably... Their families are probably getting paid for this. Because of 
old, old contracts. Right. So according to an article by the deadline, you would think to yourself, okay, well, how much are they really making? How much are these studios really making? Well, last year, Disney led the domestic box office with almost $2 billion, 26% of the market share. You have 20th Century Studios, $1.3 billion. You have Universal, $1.3 billion, 18% of the market share. They're making they're billions. Making, of- and you would sit there and you would think, okay, well, if they're making this much money, well, how much are the unions asking for? Right, it must be something crazy, right? Nope. Nope. The WGA estimated in its contract proposal, which was rejected by the studios, would cost the industry $429 million, with $343 million of that directly attributed to the studios. And that's according to IndieWire. The union also broke down these projected costs by employers showing Disney would incur $75 million annually, while Netflix would pay $68 million, and Warner Brothers Discovery would pay $47 million. And this is annually. Now, mind you, I just told you they're making billions. Right, and and once again... Those numbers were from box office. This is not talking about whatever other things that they might own. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these studios own have their thumbs in a lot of different pies, including music, right. theme parks, books as well. This is a drop in the bucket for these studios. They're, right. These studios are losing $100 million a week yeah, because of the strike, and they don't even care. They said they're going to starve them out, even though they're losing $100 million a week. They are, they are losing 100 to $150 million, and there's a potential for the fallout to be between 3 and $4 billion. And they're just willing to just wait it out. And then, according to The Verge, the unions are fighting for contracts that prevent AI from replacing their jobs. I mean, this is overall what we are fighting for, is that we don't want... AI to replace us because we all know that the quality is going to suffer because we know the studios only want it to be profitable. Also, it's not like now that we can't, AI is just going to get better and better. Better and better. But they don't want to work with it. They just want whatever is cheapest. Right. Right. Which, once again, this is why I I said this in our last last episode about the WGA. Studios are eventually going to go away. Because when you have independent creators, they actually care about how they look and how their products are. And the audience is more forgiving whenever stuff happens. Because because, at least they're trying. Right. Well, but they also, because they have a direct connection. Right. Which is why studios are hiring influencers. Yeah. That's why you have A-list actors and directors, because people like those people. But now, in the age of influencers, anyone's that likable. I, sitting here, both of us have made things that have gone viral. Right. Several times, in fact. If a studio was like, oh, well, I know you made this viral piece of content, and you're in this niche, then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to give you all this money because I know that your audience directly wants to communicate with you. Right, exactly. Like you're an actor. Like you're an A-list actor. Or like you're an, an A-list, or like you're a big-time director or something. The article cites an example of a Netflix series that paid 
musicians 16,000 for 40 minutes of music, but no residuals. None, no. none whatsoever. What is not affected? Because we obviously have Barbie. All oh, their promotion is completely killed. Oppenheimer, all that kind of stuff. What is not affected by the SAG after strike? And that would be any work performed under the union's TV and television contracts, theatrical contracts that are separate from SAG after. Actors, here's the thing actors can still work on commercials. Yeah, and they can also still do podcasts. The thing is, is podcasts that operate under SAG-AFTRA contracts are still free to continue as long as it's a micro-budget independent film is what they classify themselves. There's a lot of people that Nicholas and I both know who have decided, oh, because they're on strike, I'm going to quit too. Please read the WGA website. Please read the SAC after website. Not all production needs to stop. If you're not in the union, if you're not even close to being in the union, you might as well keep working on your skills. So that way right. one day you could be a part of it and it can actually matter to you. But right. it is about the future of our industry, but there's not much you can do unless you're part of the union. Right. TikTok creators, with it being the biggest app pretty much in the world, there's a creator a lot of people are giving him flack online for the studios coming to him and saying hey we need you to advertise our products because obviously the strike is going on and everybody is really mad at him because it's like hey man we're supposed to be in solidarity and he's like but i'm not a part of the union yeah no i totally agree with that if you're not part of the union you shouldn't say that it doesn't matter it's not important to you because it is about your industry but if you're not a part of the union it's really not your issue exactly as you as you try to make it seem because once again these are about union jobs so if you don't work union jobs it's not really about you that's just the way it is and a lot of these unions and one of one of the defense points was like oh okay well they didn't care about me when i was trying to join their union and i needed help when things were going bad for me which a union would have protected me for. But now that you're on strike, I should stand up for you when you wouldn't stand up for me. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bit of a gray area because it depends on person per person. Right. And until this thing's all over, I guess we'll never really know. Hey, guys, it's been Film Center. I'm Derek. I'm Nicholas. And we'll see you on the next episode. This has been Film Center on Comic-Con Radio. You can follow the show at Film Center News on all major social media platforms. Tune in next Wednesday for a fresh update. Until next time, this has been Film Center. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Signing out from another amazing episode of Comic-Con Radio. Tune in for your daily shows of Comic-Con Radio. Reach us on social media. Instagram at Comic-Con Radio. Comic-Con Radio. Taking the world one listener at a time.